Hey, hey, sister, let's get ready to lace up and level up because we are Hot Girl Walking and Talking. I'm Maggie, your host and hype girl, and thank you so, so much for being here today. If you are on your hot girl walk right now, I am going to ask you to pull your shoulders back, pick up the pace a little bit, and remind yourself that you are a baddie. Nothing can hold you back today. Get moving. Make it the best walk that you've had this year or maybe in your entire life. Make it an amazing walk. And if you're not hot girl walking right now, maybe you're sitting in the car, you're sitting at home. If you are sitting wherever you are, I want you to become aware of how your body is positioned and I want you to sit up. Are you slouched over right now? Because most of us are. If you're not thinking about it, most of us will end up slouched over anytime that we're sitting. So I want you to sit up. If your tongue is glued to the top of your mouth, I want you to release that. I want you to release your shoulders. Take a deep breath and remind yourself that you are safe. You are in a space where you are focused only on you and your growth, and your healing, and that is an amazing place to be. And wherever else you might be, if you're not sitting, if you're not hot girl walking, maybe you're grocery shopping, you might be listening in the bathtub, wherever it is, take a deep breath and use this time to truly relax and become mindful of the present moment. One of the biggest issues that we are facing currently is that we do not know or we don't remind ourselves to be present. So if you're thinking about everything that you need to do after you listen to this episode, or if you're thinking about something that you said yesterday to your boss or to your spouse or to your pet, whatever it might be, let all of that go right now. And you might be thinking, I can't let it go. I can't stop thinking about it. That thought is not a fact. Just because you have always told yourself that you are not good at being mindful, you're not good at focusing on the present moment, that doesn't mean you cannot start right now. You can absolutely be different than you've ever been before. And it doesn't require some big life-changing thing. All that it requires is something different in this moment, doing something different than you've ever done before. And then proving it to yourself over and over. So if you are a fan of mindfulness or maybe you meditate or maybe you want to become a fan of mindfulness and meditation, if you feel like you have tried before and it just didn't work for you, that's the point. When we talk about meditation, especially, you know, we talk about it as a practice. That's because every time you do it, it's going to be a practice. There's never a finish line. And for anybody that is further along in their meditation journey, they'll tell you the same thing. Even if you're an expert meditator, which I don't even know if that's a thing, but it probably is. Even if you're an expert at meditation, there are going to be moments where you lose yourself and you start to think about the future or you start to think about the past and you just remind yourself to come back to the present moment. It has become our norm to be thinking about a million things at once. So the practice of meditation was probably a lot easier, you know, back in the day when there was no technology and not as much noise. We weren't worried about the emails that we had to answer. We weren't answering to a million people because we just had ourselves and our families, but we don't live in that time anymore. So just because there are more distractions now doesn't mean you can't change 
the way that you do these things and the way that you practice mindfulness meditation. So I guess my point in saying all of that is I know that there are so many of you and I know it because you tell me that you want to become better at meditation, but you think that you suck at it. You can't seem to calm your brain down. And I want to remind you that is the point. If you already felt super calm and you can control your thoughts and you were always mindful, you wouldn't be worrying about why you suck at meditation. You would just be in that peaceful, mindful state all the time. But I don't know anybody who actually lives in that state. That's why we practice it. That's why we set time aside to do these things because it doesn't happen naturally. So when you get to that point where you're like, okay, I'm going to try this again. I'm going to really allow myself to do it. One of the biggest things that you need to focus on is not being so freaking hard on yourself. If you try meditating for 20 seconds and five seconds in, you're already thinking about something else. Duh, of course your brain's going to do that. That's what it does 24 seven. You need to decide and then you need to choose whether or not you're going to fight those intrusive thoughts and focus on the present moment. And you might be thinking, Maggie, I don't know how to do that. What does that even mean? So I would absolutely suggest that if you are thinking about getting into any type of meditation practice, just go to YouTube, type in quick meditation, guided meditation, anything along those lines. I absolutely prefer to listen to somebody as I'm going through a meditation because it helps me stay focused on that person's voice. But really the biggest learning point here is that we cannot beat ourselves up for being bad at meditation. There's no such thing as being bad at it. It's just whether or not we are choosing to focus on practicing or not. So you've got all these thoughts going through your head all the time, every single day, every second of every day, you are thinking about all of these different things. So imagine if you had a marching band, let's say you were in charge of an entire marching band. We're talking like a hundred people in this marching band and they are pretty brand new to it. They've never really worked well together before and you just set them loose. You're like, okay, everybody start playing your instruments. And at that moment, 100 different instruments start playing. Maybe they start marching around, but they're very uncoordinated, but they're playing their instruments. You can hear 100 different instruments. Now, let's say all of a sudden you, maybe you have an air horn or you blow a whistle and you tell them to stop. It's going to take them probably a long time to get 100 instruments to stop playing and to stop marching. That's kind of like all of your thoughts right now. It's basically an uncoordinated marching band. But you know the really cool thing about marching bands? The more that they practice and the more that they work together and the more that they take the time to focus on making their craft better, they work better together. So it goes from a hundred different instruments and a hundred different people marching around doing whatever they're doing on their own time to practicing and becoming in sync and being able to stop as soon as the person in charge orders the stop. That's kind of what meditation is like. Your brain, especially once it realizes that you're sitting down to try to meditate, it's going to throw all of these thoughts at you, even thoughts that you really didn't think were going to pop up. But your brain is used to being in chaos because really we allow our brains to get that way. 
When we don't try to control our thoughts, they control us. So as soon as you sit down to try to bring yourself into the present moment and make the rest of your brain quiet, all of these alarms are going off in every part of your brain because it's like, no, 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 we don't do that here. So it it basically goes crazy. And the marching band being as uncoordinated and unpracticed as it is, they all just lose their mind. Everybody starts banging on their instruments. They start marching around wherever they want to. But you are in charge. You get to decide how disciplined you become with your thoughts. And this is such a powerful concept. Took me a long time to realize it. And I'll be really honest, I still struggle with it. There are still moments where I get so overwhelmed because all of these thoughts come flooding in and I'm even more overwhelmed because I'm trying to analyze where the thoughts are coming from. Why am I thinking this thought? So not only do I have to overcome whatever the negative thought is, but then I have to overcome why I'm trying to analyze what the thought is. And this happens to everybody. I don't know if there are people on social media who have tried to convince us that they've just got it down. They are just 100% mindful all the time. They don't get any intrusive thoughts. I don't know if those people are out there, but I feel like they must be because we still hold on to this idea as a society that there is some form of perfect. And that really blows my mind because I think deep down we all know it's not true, but most of us continue to search for it and... A lot of us also happen to be perfectionists. So because we're chasing perfect, but we think it's unattainable, eventually we just stop searching for it. We stop reaching for it. And meditation is a really great example of how perfectionists will self-sabotage themselves when they feel like perfection can't be reached. Because like I said, there is no perfection in meditation. So if you are on this journey of recovering from your perfectionism, This might be a really great time to add something like meditation into your daily practice. And I'm not talking like hours at a time. I'm talking like five or 10 minutes, which if you've ever read the book, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, one of the best personal development books I've ever read. He talks about this so well, where basically the things that we need to be doing every day to see results, they're actually not that hard to do. And I say the word hard because when I'm talking about five or 10 minutes of meditation, everybody says, oh, of course, I I have five or 10 minutes that I could do that. But here's the thing. It's easy to do, but it's also just as easy not to do. If you say, well, it's only five or 10 minutes, I, I could do that. We just as easily say, well, it's only five or 10 minutes, so I'll just do it tomorrow. I don't need to do it today. I'll wait until tomorrow. And because it's easy to do, but also easy not to do, we are creating two different paths for ourselves. So if we decide to do the thing every day, whether it's five or 10 minutes of meditation, whether it's a 20 minute walk, or making a healthy swap in your nutrition plan, or getting a certain amount of water, or journaling, whatever it might be, These little things, which they're not little, the little things are the big things, but over time, they compound. So you are either creating your success by doing these things every single day and building that result, or 
you're creating your demise because you continue to put these things on the back burner and tell yourself that other things are more important. And I think one of the reasons people really struggle with this is because we have been conditioned to believe that there's some life-altering event that changes our life, or that we just wake up one day and we're suddenly the healthiest version of ourselves. I know I've said this before, but when it comes to being successful in any area, you need to be willing to do the monotonous, unsexy things every day. The people that do those things, they see the results. They see the fruits of their labor, but they don't see it day by day. If you practice meditating today for five minutes, you're probably not going to feel this life-changing feeling right away. And that's why most people don't do it, because we've been conditioned to believe in instant gratification. And if we don't see some gigantic reward after doing a task, we're a lot less likely to keep doing it. But what happens if you take five minutes of meditating and you do it for 30 days? Imagine where you can be in 30 days if you decide, I'm going to take five minutes to sit in a silent place, listen to a guided meditation, and just focus on rerouting my brain back to the present moment. That would be life-changing for most of us if we actually did it. But because we are so programmed to want that instant gratification, most of us won't. So this is the whole point of this podcast, of my business, of everything that I talk about is building the consistency by doing the little things every day that most people are unwilling to do. If you start to shift, not just your behaviors, but if you start to shift your identity into being a person that takes pride in doing the little things every day, and you, let's say you have a list, there's four things that you need to do every day. And this is just an example, but let's say it's five minutes of meditation, 25 minutes of some type of workout. It could be a walk, it could be a structured workout, it could be whatever. It's just 25 minutes of getting your heart rate up and moving your body. Let's say one of those things is getting your water intake in. And then another thing is limiting your processed sugar. So everybody says, yeah, of course I could do those things. But then when it comes down to it, they create excuses and they find all these other things that they could do instead. So going back to the book, The Slight Edge, this is the slight edge. Day by day, either we're doing these little things or we're not. And over time, there's a huge compound effect. And that compound effect can either be extremely positive, where you're seeing the results and you're feeling amazing, or the results could be detrimental. And now you find yourself a year from now feeling even worse than you do right now because you haven't actually taken action on the things that you said that you care about. This is absolutely an identity shift because you need to be willing, not just to change your behaviors, but you need to start looking at yourself differently. And here's the really beautiful thing. Nobody can create your identity except for you. Now, we tend to get a little hung up because a lot of times we are so worried about what everybody else thinks of us and their perspective of us that instead of actually creating who we want to be, we just create the version of ourselves that we think other people want to see. And that's a really dangerous place to be in. I was in that place for most of my life where I felt like I was just trying to do and be what other people wanted me to do and be. 
And eventually I got to this point where I realized that's exhausting, first of all, but also I'm wasting my life trying to please other people. And if that's how you spend your time, you're going to burn out because you're not able to honor yourself and there's no way to please everybody else. Because whether we like it or not, every single person that meets us, has any type of connection or contact with us, they have a perception of who we are. There are hundreds of thousands of versions of ourselves out there solely because everybody looks at us differently. But it doesn't matter what they think or what they see. What matters is staying true to ourselves and becoming the person that we truly want to be so that we can live the life that we want, so that we can feel the way that we want to feel, and so that we can walk this path of authenticity. And if people don't like that, then they're not your people. And if they do like that, that's great, but you're not doing it for them, you're doing it for you. And this is absolutely an uphill battle because every single day, people are scrolling on social media for hours and they're getting this idea They see all the likes, they see all the comments, and then they're like, wow, this girl, you know, she's blowing up, she's going viral for this, and I could be like that. So then we start to replicate other people, and we get further away from who we truly are. So this exercise in of itself, it's life-changing, and it's also going to take time and practice because we have gotten used to trying to please other people. So if there's any homework that you have for today, it is absolutely to take time by yourself in a quiet place and think about and then write down who you want to be. What do you want your identity to be? Not for anybody else. And you might need to take some time to separate other people from yourself. But when you really think about it, who do you want to be? How do you want to fuel your body? How do you want to move your body? How do you want to spend your free time? How do you want to set your boundaries for other people? And that's a really big one because remember, boundaries are not for other people. They are for ourselves. We cannot expect other people to respect our boundaries. We put the boundaries in place and we ensure that they are enforced. Other people aren't going to do that. That's why we're setting the boundaries because we know they're just going to break right through them. And I want you to get excited about this person. Even if the things that you want to be and the identity that you want to live in authentically, even if it feels so far away, it's not that far away because you've already created that person in your mind. The hard part or the difficult part is doing those little things every day that move you closer to that person. And that's the entire premise of Jeff Olson's book because when we do those little things every day, we are creating the slight edge. I think he uses that term very specifically because it's slight. It's little, it's tiny. We don't see the impact day by day, but over time we look back and we're like, holy cow, I cannot believe the progress that I've made. It's not a massive edge. Because if we were able to do these things and see instant results and see this massive transformation, everybody would be as happy and healthy as they want to be. But instead, welcome to America where we have more resources at our hands, we have more access to healthy food, we have more access to all the workout and exercise plans, 
and the numbers are still rapidly rising that we are just getting unhealthier and unhappier every single day. Waiting for massive change is not going to give you the results that you want. If you are serious about creating a new identity, one that feels so authentic and so in line with who you want to be, then you absolutely need to be willing to do the little things every single day and understand that there's not going to be a reward. And there are going to be days, plenty of days, where it's just as easy not to do the thing as it is to do the thing. So in that moment, you get to choose. Are you going to be like everybody else who just says, nah, I'll just wait till tomorrow. It's only five minutes, I'll just wait. Or are you going to be the person that says, no, I am choosing to be this person and this person would absolutely do this little thing today. And it becomes easier over time and your confidence starts to build, your consistency starts to build and life starts to change. So get after it. It doesn't matter if you've never done it in the past or if you failed or whatever, you're not that person anymore. Shoot me an email if you have any questions or if you want to send me your daily baddie steps, the little things that you can do every day to create a huge difference in your life, send them over. Let me hold you accountable. Hey Maggie at weprevail.biz, thank you all so much. Go change your life today by doing something simple that will create massive results over time. And I will catch you on the flip side.